Hey everybody, welcome to Adventures in VR, our second podcast. Uh, Mike Hoytich here with Marco Ricci. How are we doing, Marco? How are we doing? Great, great. Right? So good to be back for round two. It is great to be yeah. back. Uh, super happy with round one. I'm pretty happy with it too. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I want to talk about that, I'm not sure everybody wants to listen to No, no. I think that. one thing that we want to do is tell you the content that we're going to see for this episode, right? Okay. So right up front, you, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're not uh, going to so spend a lot of time here, though. No. Because last time, I think it was like three minutes. Yeah, it was three minutes of intro. So we're, we're just going to get right into more. it today. <laughs> there might have been more. So today we're going to talk about um, cardboards. Yeah. How they work. Mm -hmm. Ordering them. Mm-hmm. What companies are making them? Mm -hmm. If they're a handful, yeah. If or at good. least our experiences, yeah. Just recently, and and how they are in, in terms of spreading the gospel of VR. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the business side of things. Yeah. Some new developments from your neck of the woods, you're familiar with, some out mm -hmm. in out in the valley. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So not the Valley Girls, but the nope. Silicon Valley of Silicon. Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think we're going to wrap up with a little, you know, talk about the future of this um, technology storytelling with it, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, Plus we'll digress a little bit. Yeah, I think sure. there'll be plenty of that. <laughs> there'll be plenty of that, but not as much as last time. Yeah, I mean, uh, we gotta try to <laughs> under-promise, over-deliver, because right. I think we can just wind up going on a tangent and not yeah, covering all sure, of Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's, let's do talk about the cardboards. Yeah. Because before we went on the air today, we looked at the latest New York Times piece in, mm -hmm. in their t viewer. Mm -hmm. which we have in the office yeah. and uh, you know I'll just open it up what's your what's your initial thoughts to because we're used to just so people know we're used to seeing stuff in, in a gear or an oculus and yeah. well one thing I, I'm, I'm really happy about in terms of the progress um, in this industry and, and of the medium is that New York Times continues to push it um, you know obviously from the cardboard standpoint that's that we talked about last uh, episode um, is fantastic and then the second thing is yesterday came in and they had on the homepage online, um, they had a new piece that they were promoting uh, for use within cardboard. So it's like you received your cardboard in the mail and now here's some fresh content. And you know, the New York Times homepage gets an enormous amount of traffic. So every time they push something new on the homepage, that's millions of viewers are seeing this new opportunity yeah, yeah. to uh, try. And, and again, you can try on your cell phone, you can try within the cardboard. Um, but we had that opportunity to try within the cardboard, and I think we were both pretty impressed. Um, one of the things that I liked about it was just that um, it was a very simple mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. um, it was likely took them a lot to create that experience, but yeah. it was three and a half minutes, so well, it wasn't us, long. What's the, what was the name of it, just so people can go check it um, out? Actually, I'm, do you, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I was like, I hope he knows, because I don't know the name of it. It's the most recent one with, uh, you know what we'll do, we'll just go find it and I'll edit it in right here. Yes. that's. Take a, take a break. Here comes the name. Oh, okay. The name of the New York Times video is Take Flight. Starring Charlize Theron, Michael Fassbender, Rooney Mara, Lily Tomlin. Was they're in that piece? Yeah. Where? They're, they're the floating people. I looked really hard to see if Melissa McCarthy was floating around. She, she I did not see her bike. floating around there. In a yeah. distance, that was Melissa McCarthy? That might, might have, have been, been like but whoever. Yeah. Anyway, the name of it is... Take flight. Yeah, three minutes fifty. Seconds. Three minutes fifty seconds. They they put some money into it too, right? Yeah, that was a that was a significant. You know, because they did a lot of documentary newsy style pieces, but this was really a, a sort of cinematic experience, and I was happy to see that they they mix it up. Yeah, I think um, what was neat about it is there was plenty of places to to look, so it wasn't 
um, kind of monofocus. You're kind of wandering around, um, exploring the area. And then they had the kind of glass breaking. Did you see that part where the glass kind of explodes and breaks? Yes, yeah. yeah. Right, and that catches your attention you, and you watch that and that's um, engaging, just that specific piece. Yeah, and as a, as a filmmaker effects-wise, those clouds were Amazing. Yeah. They were I, really, really good. I clouds. did hear yeah. you multiple times say, wow, look at these clouds. <laughs> the clouds are really, really good. Yeah. One of my favorite so, parts was descending from the sky, coming back to, you know, back past the buildings down to the ground. I thought that was really Yeah, I thought that was really good too. Great. Yeah. So here, here, was my, here was my, so content wise, mm -hmm. I was very impressed mm. and I liked it. Mm. Experience wise though, I had a little, some issues though. Okay. Because I have some issues with the cardboard in, in general. All right. Meaning that, first of all, it's like, my nose hurt. Okay. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, like, I put it up to my nose and I really want to press it hard so I don't see the surrounding world. And I'm like, my nose hurt. Mm. And also, mm. you know, on some of the other ones, my hand gets tired holding that up to my eyes. Yeah. So do we need to get like rubber bands for you and just like tie it around your head well, or? I don't mean it, you know. I'm cushion being, you know, for that one area, <laughs> like what, what should we do? You know, I'm joking, I'm joking a little bit, but I'm also saying that there is a, there's a content thing that people want to get impressed with, but there's also an ex how you experience the content. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the similar, go why I have problems with certain movie theaters in New York City because you hear the subway every two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I don't go to those movie theaters. And is there something on that experience just in the process of how we view it and how we watch it and how it feels that is important to make happy for people? Yeah. Like, will that turn off people in the short run? Because I think those problems will be solved. Don't you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching it in a gear, it's a totally different experience. But I think it's more important to expose everyone to the right. potential of VR, 360 video, immersive experiences, and that's, that's the lowest common denominator is pushing those cardboards. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. I'm just worried that as somebody who, we see stuff in the gear all the time. Mm -hmm. Like when we're editing something or working on something, we're always watching it in the gear. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little worried that the cardboard will eventually be a good thing, but we could see a little thing where People get hipped on the cardboard. Mm -hmm. Then, once the 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 new low, the new the newness of it wears off, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, "I don't like the cardboard," and they're going to turn it down. And then, well, the big goal on the cardboard is how do we get billions of people exposed to this? So, you know, the Samsung Gear is incredibly reasonable at ninety nine dollars. Totally. The, the Gear yeah. unit. However, you still have to have a Samsung phone. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have a Samsung phone, that's seven eight hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's not really that accessible. Like the $99 is a little right. deceptive in a sense right. in, in terms of your thought like, oh, I'm going to get one of these for home. Um, uh, again, if you're an Android user or a Samsung um, phone owner, then it's different. But for me, I have an iPhone um, and I'm in the Apple family in, in that area. So the gear, I'd have to buy the specific phone. So what we really want are billions of people experiencing um, Virtual reality, 360 video, and cardboard is the best path. And, I, and right. it's, it's semi-brilliant on Google's part to really push that stuff. Yeah. Because it's really the kind of bottom-up opportunity for everyone. Segwaying into maybe a, the viewers a little bit, because we did some research and we had to get some cardboards for a project we were doing, but yeah. I saw some viewers that were just cardboards that were just sort of like 3D glasses with the cardboard held in front of it, which yeah. for my nose thing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. that actually could be really comfortable. Yeah. Do you know which one of those are called? I don't remember. I don't remember. We have them in the office. Um, they're great. They kind of, you kind of set the, the phone into 
almost these glasses. Yeah. Like your, your own phone, any iPhone. Like sturdy 3D glasses, they look like. Sort of. mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, those are great. They're foldable, foldable nice and easy to, to use. Um, I don't know the name, but those are, those are quality. Yeah, my, well. my, my, you know, I was looking at that and I was like, well, those are, that's interesting. Uh, but I still, but my feeling with that was I was like, wow, it lets in a lot of the world around you. Yeah. More so than the than a Google Cardboard would, would even. Mm -hmm. Now forget about the gear blocks out the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. The New York Times Cardboard we use today blocks out a portion of it, but those sort right. of let everything else in. Right. And I was curious to see if that, because part of the thing I like about VR, just beyond the 360 3D element of it, mm -hmm. and, the inter and how you can look around, is it blocks out everything else. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like how I used to watch movies sometimes with headphones on because I like to block out the world. You're totally immersed. Yep. And I think beyond, that's one of the things that I think is so great about it. Mm -hmm. So I was a little concerned about those guys and that thing. But we should get some and check them out, I think. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk some, about some specifics with cardboard. Um, we had to order cardboards for a client and we um, kind of flew through some, some research and called some folks up and let's just walk through that process. So. So we needed to work with a client and um, order two to three hundred cardboards. Right. So what was the first thing you did, Mark? Well, the other and the, and the specifics of it were they need to be branded. Okay. Yep. And they needed to be given to an audience of people who weren't expecting to get cardboards, mm -hmm. but needed to watch content right then and there, okay. in a big conference setting. Okay. Right. So, so that meant a you had to brand it, and b you had to get something that was universal mm -hmm. and simple to use. Mm -hmm. Right, so that was when we started checking around at places. That was the first question out of my mind: mm -hmm. is Hey, I know you have different versions there, mm -hmm. and some obviously have much better optics. If you're for a specific phone or a large scale phone, that's what I found. Mm -hmm. Like the ones with the best optics that are the best viewers, um, usually fit only a certain phone. Mm -hmm. So we said we need something that's universal because I want it to be simple enough that somebody can drop any phone in there and get it to play. Right, so. So that was one aspect that we looked into, is mm -hmm. how do we make this as, as simple for everybody as you can. Now I don't know if, just as a crash course, the way a cardboard works is you get it, drop your phone in there. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can calibrate it with the, what's it called on the bottom there? You scan the barcode, it's not a barcode, but it's this, whatever that code QR is. QR code. The QR code, you scan the QR code, mm -hmm. and it calibrates your phone to work with that specific cardboard. Uh, be it the lenses, be it the distance between the lens and the, and the phone and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And so so you, you have to order the cardboards. What's the first thing you did? Well, the first thing I did was yeah. <laughs> check the price of them. I mean, yeah. obviously, so yeah. So you get a price You hit sheet. Google, right? Right. So I hit Google. Yeah. No, actually, well, we, we called some people we knew in the, who had done it before. Because okay. that's always the best way to do it. And that's said, right. hey, who do you use? Mm -hmm. And sort of came down to three companies. Mm -hmm. um, who, and we haven't gotten these yet, and we haven't made a decision on it. So I'm not saying one's better than the other. Yeah, I, so what, what were, give me the three companies that the we three looked companies at. The three companies were Dodo, mm -hmm. Dodo, Dodo VR. Case. Yep. Yeah, Dodo Case VR, uh, unofficial cardboard, okay. and IM cardboard. Great. Uh, and you know, all of them have a great looking product. That was one of the first things. It's like, what does it look like when we brand it. Yeah, and again, I think what was interesting about, you know, Google's move into the space is they gave manufacturers the blueprint on creating these cardboards. So right. there was a V1, correct, and yep. then a V2. Right, so we're mostly looking at V2 now, because 
V2 are fairly universal. Right, so the V1 um, had some structural issues, they were good, but there were some improvements that could be made and, and then the V2 was released and that's what we decided we were gonna kind of move forward with, correct? Yeah, yeah. And what's the range of prices for, for give me a range of prices for a blank uh, cardboard and then um, how much it might cost for an additional color or two, you know, and it, yeah, I'll a do couple it for, dollar ranges. For version two, yeah. I think it's like, you know, it depends, how, it depends on the run, first of all, mm -hmm. obviously. But if you're talking about, let's say, a, a 500 run, mm -hmm. I think you're looking at anywhere from, you know, six to $12. Okay. Um, but isn't it higher than six? It wasn't, weren't we seeing it like, or are you saying just blank? Just blank. Just, just blank. blank. Okay. Six. Yeah. Six, six to twelve. So you know it depends on the printing. One color, two color, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, in general, it's coming in. You're looking at a range of with shipping because shipping is something to think about. You're looking at a range of you know eight to nine on, on the low end, and then maybe twelve to thirteen on the high end. Yep. Now if you get thousands of them, it's that's going to go down appreciably. Yeah. Right. So and then part of that process is so how do you customize them? Do you just is there a WYSIWYG tool, or do you need some someone to help? Well, what they do is they'll send you a template. Okay. You know that says this is what part of the template says, and you just stick that in Illustrator, and you design away. Well, so what if someone doesn't use Illustrator? Do they need a resource or can uh, the that I don't help? know because I handed that off to Jeremy. We could go interview him. Okay. About yeah. that, but I would assume that you could. I could have just designed it myself. Yeah. I was sem it was semi-leading, but <laughs> yeah. yes, um, I'm sure that they could help if we needed some <coughs> some graphic design help. I'm sure they have some folks on staff, but generally you need a graphic designer for the most part to help in that area. Yeah. Although, again, if it's a simple logo you're going to put on <coughs> the cardboard, that's super easy. I'm sure it'd be super. Easy. I'm sure I could have cut and pasted something onto their template. And, maybe got away with it. But you know, I, I was worried about the quality of the logo and the printing and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So then what were the time frames? Um, so one, one company was, if I recall correctly, one was, was in the United States, one was in China. What, give me some of the You know, shipping. the time frame on the quick end was print in a week, ship overnight in the US or something like that. Okay, so that's, so that's your, reasonable that's your and, and drop quick, dead. actually. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. And then the other time frame after that was you know, on the, on the long end, three weeks to print if mm -hmm. you're doing super color stuff, and then shipping. You know, from wherever it is. If you're yep. ordering from Hong Kong, you got to ship it on from Hong Kong. So that's five days. If you're yep. Ordering from down the block, it's going to take you a day. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's. I'm trying to think of what other. I mean, it was much more complicated when I was doing it <laughs> because this is all new stuff, right? And you know, my major worry is that is that I a look. Let's be honest. You want it to look. Besides the experience being good, you want it to look good. You don't want yeah. your client handing out something that looks cheap, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. all branding and marketing. The packaging is just as important as what's inside of it. Yep. You know what we should talk about though is is and these are the other questions I had is okay. So now they get the cardboard at these mm -hmm. at this event. How do we make it simple for everybody to use it there? Yeah, I thought it was interesting um, when we were looking at the New York Times yesterday. There, and you click onto that homepage unit that was promoting that new piece they created. Um, it gave you a kind of three D walkthrough of how to assemble a cardboard. Yeah, right. So one is, will they be assembled before they get handed out? Right. Yes or no? Right. And then once they're assembled, um, again, how is it easy to get someone to download? And again, it's interesting to kind of think through this process, right? Because um, <coughs> let's let's go to the conference. The the cardboards are printed, and now 
it's time for people to come into this booth and learn about the product and try the, the 360 video experience. What happens? Are we taking their phones? Are we downloading something? Are we having yeah, yeah. phones ready? And I, I think what we've suggested is in some areas that, you know, let's have a handful of gears, a handful of cardboards all set up ready to go. And then if people want to download the software on their phone via app, yeah. they can do that. Right? right. So what we did with our first client, like last month, who was the first real, and we've been doing this for a while now, mm -hmm. but that was the first real. Now we're in the field. We're not there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're dealing with it. How is it going? Mm -hmm. So what they did was, and this is what I would recommend anybody, I, I think, at this point, is they got a couple of Samsung Gears, mm -hmm. and they played it in that when they had a very captive audience or at a big gala dinner, I think. They were having say, come over here and check out the experience. Mm -hmm. And they used the Samsung Gears, so people sort of stopped by the booths. Yep. And then they did a more guerrilla, hey, anybody anywhere can see it with the cardboards. But you know, I talked, I talked to them, and they were, they had been really pushing the, 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 the gear stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, I should clarify that I think it's, I think it is because they just didn't have the, they didn't put together that big campaign to do the push of the cardboards. But they said they're sending it out like a thousand mm -hmm. next week. Yeah. So via mail, right? Yeah. So that's what that's that's what I would recommend. I mean, do you see anything different on, on that? No, but I think you know it's something to consider as as you're you're thinking through that rollout plan, which is okay. If it is going to be a setting where multiple people need to um, use their own phones, what's that process like? Right. Are you going to have right. printouts? Is there going to be an iPad that's showing you know a loop of uh, um, of the process? But that's important because you know. And then, are you going to have proper Wi-Fi? I mean, that's another thing that we've been talking about a lot with, yeah. with right. these videos. Right. They're sizable, so if you're in a conference setting and and someone new needs to kind of bring their own phone for the experience, they have to download an app which can be somewhere between 50 and 250 megs. Right. And they have to download um, a video which is usually sizable. So um, there are definitely things that you need to right. keep so, into consideration when yeah. going through so, and planning these things. Yeah, I think what we were aiming for was this is the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. You open it up in a player and a cardboard that fits perfectly with everybody's phone from iPhone 6 to iPhone Ford, a Samsung Note, they put it in, it's perfectly calibrated, everything's fine, they click a button, they press play, they drop it in there, and it streams perfectly. Yeah. Like, that's what we want, like, so that my mother can do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what we are aiming for. So what's the variables in that? Is the, is the viewer going to work with everybody's phone? Mm -hmm. And is the streaming process going to, and is it going to be simple enough? The problem that's happening right now is everybody has to download an app. That's right. 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 To do it. That's that's the one The old real, app download problem. Right. Which on your phone you have to download an app to watch any video, but you probably have YouTube. Yep. So eventually that will take care of itself. But in the immediate thing, we've you know, there's a certain app that we've just been saying is gonna host our video. You download that app, you do a search and you press play and you drop it in your cardboard. All right, well let's um, maybe shift from our cardboard world. Uh, yeah. Maybe we wanna take a quick break. And um, commercial break. Today's podcast is made possible by contributions from the following entities. Edge DNA, providing the best of AR, VR, and IoT technology. And Pete's Pet Shop, serving the Soho community since 1976. All right, we're back. We're back. Yeah. So um, let's dive into a little bit of the um, sort, of some sort of business questions, just which I think um, you had some stuff you were looking at in terms of funding raising capital for uh, VR companies. 
Yeah, right. It's a super. It's the other end of the spectrum, right? So there's right. all this money being raised in, in, um, in and around the virtual reality space, augmented reality kind of space, and a lot of big announcements. So everyone thinks so, and and there is. There's a lot of money rushing into this space, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's accessible. So um, that's one thing that it's easy to kind of see yeah, those yeah. those um, follow all the news, and it feels like there's a ton of money out there, but fundraising is really hard. So um, that's one thing, and then the other thing is is monetization, which um, well. is challenging. I mean, both of those things. It doesn't matter what category, whether it's virtual reality or another another area like mobile, fundraising is hard and monetization is hard, let me, period. Let me ask you this question, because mm -hmm. you've been through it, uh, you, the Silicon Valley fundraising thing, and, mm -hmm. and sort of, as somebody who hasn't done that, but is interested in VR, mm -hmm. is the funding and the fundraising still at the amazing pace that it was four or five months ago? Because that to me is like, if it's still going strong, I'm excited. Yeah. Or is it slowing down a bit? Like, once is the first rush over? No, I, we, we can expect to see continued money pour into the space. So there was a new announcement yesterday from one of the HTC Vive kind of founders, and um, he had someone from one of the uh, original Farmville um, founders. They combined, raised $10 million uh, of fund, and they're going to push it just to AR, VR. And there's going to be a lot more. So definitely no one's missing um, the opportunity. It's only going to grow. Right, so it's, it's, it's still pacing pretty fast, hot and heavy. Yes. Yep. Yes. So why don't we have any of that money? Well, <laughs> that's again, back to the, uh, the fundraising no, challenge. I mean, the, the big thing about fundraising is going through it a bunch of times and evaluating it for a bunch of different um, companies is when people give you money to, for your company, what they really want to see is this, it's not even the technology innovation, of course, it, 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 that's part of it, but they want to see the business opportunity. If right, I give you right. this amount of money, what am I going to see in return? Am I going to yep. see this business growth? So unless you're telling a business growth story, it, let's say you even have a tech innovation, you have to kind of push that into a business growth story to get funding. And that's really hard because it's the other half, which we were talking about the other day, which is, as an example, you said, oh, let's say I want to create a studio for you know, virtual reality films. I'm going to create, we're going to be the next um, MGM or Warner Brothers or one of the big studios. And um, you want to raise that money. And the investor goes, okay, when can I see how much money you're going to make with your first film? And frankly, the answer right now is about zero. There's, there's no really way right. to make money. There's no way to monetize that stuff yet. Yeah, because one of the, my, you know, I'm not, I don't come from that side, but I always go with the philosophy of VR needs content, make good content, you'll get money, or mm -hmm. you'll get, but is there, a, there's no way right now that I know of, and maybe you can think differently, there's no way to put your content on and sell it right now. You're, you're aiming towards the, the next one, or get your well, content so, bought. So, yeah, so the, the way you would do that today is, is and we're, you know, we're talking to Samsung today, um, right. to get onto, into the gear store, with Samsung gear store. <laughs> exactly. It's just a repair guy. Yeah, just a repair guy. No, but he's no. been talking to Samsung. Um, there's, uh, you know, you, you start looking at distribution options. And, and again, why people are so excited is, and but again, we're early in this, is that if you look at mobile, mobile built gigantic content franchises like Candy Crush and Clash right. of Clans worth billions of dollars. So the same thing is going to happen in VR. These distribution platforms like the, the Vive, um, Sony PlayStation, 
um, they will have app stores in a sense that you're going to be able to distribute this content and people can buy it at 99 cents or 2.99. Right. But me, that's not available right now. Let me ask you this because yeah. I'm more of a. Uh, I don't watch. Is, I think I think you watch more VR content than I do. Okay. Maybe new stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're on the different sites. What should we feel proud of for a hits on our VR content? Um, like we have a couple things online, and I'm like, whoa, that number crap compared to like the <laughs> ridiculous Nene ripoff video that's on YouTube. Like, what's a good number? You know, I don't know what a good number is, is and I wouldn't 30? worry is about it the five thousand. A hundred is good. I wouldn't worry <laughs> about the numbers at all because it's also trailing that everyone again who's getting cardboards, who's who's messing around with this stuff, and they're f discovering services like Little Star, or you know, they're finding things on on Facebook in their Facebook feed. All those numbers are going to grow, but any numbers right now, I, I would I, I need benchmark. that ego boost, man. No. I need that ego boost. I need to be like, go, we got go with a hundred. One of ours is five thousand right now. I'm like, is, well, is that's that awesome. Good? That is yeah. good. It is good. Here, as a side note, I was mm -hmm. just I just found out that YouTube could play on my TV. No. Yeah. So okay. I was watching all these videos I did for this brand. Mm -hmm. And there was like five videos, and I did like the brand had a channel, and they had five videos, and I had like, you know, they were my videos, uh -huh. and all of them were like eh, seven thousand, eight thousand, but one video was like, and it wasn't, I didn't think it was the best one. It had like fifty thousand hits. Yeah. And I was like, as far as I recall, they didn't do anything different. I was like, what is the discrepancy in well, that? Well, like, it is interesting, right? So, when we worked with the Red Cross, we worked with Little Star, right? Right. And Little Star. Um, came up with a promotion for, for the Red Cross piece. Um, and that's a different um, topic than we were talking about before. Right. But you know, to get these marquee units and you know, to fall within algorithms, these are things that you know, happen across other industries, whether it be you know, how do you get yourself uh, up in these search engine you know, SEO rankings? Right. Right. How do you get yourself, when, when someone does a mobile search um, for a game, how do you get your game to come up top? And the same thing is going to be, you know, uh, it's called today app store optimization. You're going to need the same type of kind of tactics for VR. You know, um, there's those similar tactics on YouTube. So there's a lot of people who write a bunch about how to. Right. So that's just a random quirk of whatever happens. It's, it's not necessarily it. random. People get good at it, and right. they can sometimes build companies uh, around it. But it takes a lot of experimentation, a lot of like hard work to to kind of crack the code on that right. stuff. I'm sorry, yeah. I think it brought us off topic. No, I, I, just, I think the same thing. It's distribution, because yeah. distribution is important. And, and if you are in the VR space, like keeping an eye on distribution options is very important. Yeah. Like yeah. just continue to, you know, publishing things to an app store, a VR app store, great experience. Yeah, but in I the would, short term, it's going to be hard to make So let's better. talk about the future a little bit, because that just mm -hmm. made me think about one place I would love. I would love a. I guess there is that place. What I'm not—it exists. I would love a place where people can go and just download my content, mm -hmm. and that exists. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of places that exist on it. But into a, the problem is. So here's the problem: is like you could tell people this. It ties back to the earlier stuff. Mm -hmm. I can tell people at the conference mm -hmm. to go download the content, mm -hmm. and it's easy to do, but then it's hard to figure out where to play it. Yeah, right. I mean, again, it's it's yeah. big, and this is where, like, when you talk about where's the money going, like, there are VCs, venture capitalists, who are looking at the new distribution distribution platforms right. because distribution platforms have traditionally been been very successful and have made a lot of money, right? So, like, the App Store, anything that goes through the Apple App Store, Apple makes thirty percent, any money that passes through. Right. So the same thing is likely going to happen. So that's why. 
Valve um, and Steam got involved with HTC because HTC is building the hardware, the hardware company, but how is someone going to get the games onto the Vive? Well, yeah. it's through Steam and, and, um, and that platform, and it's a lucrative platform. Yeah. So people are looking at those. You know, we should have some of the people we work with that do more of that Unity gaming stuff on mm -hmm. podcasts, mm -hmm. just to, to broaden it a little bit, because mm -hmm. that's something that, coming from the film side, I'm not versed in, but those guys are, it's, it's the future of it, I think. It's the skill set that film people don't have that has to be married with this. So that's, that's one thing that, that I'm sort of realizing about the future of VR is that there's a couple of skill sets, right, that coming from a traditional film background mm -hmm. that don't exist in the film world. Obviously, stitching was one. Mm -hmm. But let's be, you know, talking about the future again, stitching's going to disappear at, at some point. Yep. Um, you know, but I think the next thing is, is, is unity and how the gaming world and film worlds really shift together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been... The gaming world probably doesn't think of it as a shift, right? Because they've been doing very cinematic like experiences and games mm -hmm. forever and ever. So yeah, that's where a lot of money's going, is right, of course. Right. Because so those titles and franchises, again, are bigger than movies. Yeah. So the gamers are probably thinking like, well, now I can do live action or, or something like that or something similar. But anyway, anyway. So that's that's what I'm seeing as, as from the film side. Is like there's a couple of key skill sets that that really need to be part of the VR conversation when you talk about doing VR production. Mm -hmm. And. Um, well, I think we should save that for another episode yeah. because, and I was thinking about that um, earlier, which is, you know, hey, I, if someone wants to get into VR, like, what are some of the areas, like, how can they get into VR, um, job titles, responsibilities, yeah, like for, et cetera. You know, the various parts of the production process. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, unless you have anything else, I think we're like, you know, last time you might disagree, mm -hmm. I might disagree, but some people said it maybe was a little long because we mm -hmm. had more humor in it last time yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm a little we could we could have maybe brought the humor in a little bit more but unless you have a anything else i think no i, I think this minutes, was great sign off yep i we think this is very good did you think of a sign off since our last podcast no i didn't i didn't either yeah. so we'll just end abruptly uh till uh, till we till we meet again in a week or two yep thanks for listening all right thanks <laughs>